Dear listeners, we love making this podcast for you. So please, if you enjoy it, do us a solid and leave us a comment or a review and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. And now enjoy Romance at a Glance because we about to get nasty. Romance at a Glance. Uh huh. Romance at a Glance. What you say now? Romance at a Glance. Go ahead, girl. Hi, Shawnee. Hi, Bridget. Hi, friends. Uh, back today with another episode of Romance at a Glance, the podcast where we talk about our favorite romance novels from the bodice rippers, the historical romances, the suspense novels, and all the supernatural in between. Mm. Today we're talking about Crazy Hot, which is book one of the Steel Street series by Tara Jansen. Um, and I must say that I had already read this series many, many years ago when it was published, and was a huge fan. So I was like, Shawnee, we got we to gotta read this book. Yeah, so I, I've never read this book until now. Yes. And how did you find it? Well, so I steer away from this genre. It's mm-hmm. like not my favorite always. But I actually found this to be quite enjoyable. Uh, I thought she did a really good job of describing what was happening. So I felt very like suspenseful as I was reading it. Um, sometimes I get lost in them when there's too much description or there's too much... They describe too much stuff, and I, I start skipping pages because I'm like, okay, let's. <laughs> yeah, you want to be with the characters. You don't necessarily yeah. need to be with, you know, the action plot constantly. Exactly. But yeah, I think she does a great job of, like, zipping the action along, and you feel like you're in it, and you're worried about the characters and worried about what's going to happen. And I also um, didn't feel like she, that she created um, angst out of nowhere. Sometimes in romance novels, they're like, oh, I need a conflict. So they pick something that's just doesn't doesn't really feel like a conflict and you're sure. kind of like why are you arguing over this or sure. why are you not connecting or you know and this I felt like um I felt like the way that it was set up with them knowing each other in the past and having that angst from the past made it uh plausible that they got together as quickly as they did plus obviously it's like a high intensity situation so mm-hmm. they're bonding faster um but I thought it was cute the way they felt about each other in the past and how that came into the into the future mm-hmm. um and then i also felt like that anytime that when they, they did have conflict between each other it was justified and not just you know i need something f- so i can finish this book yeah <laughs> so if you haven't read the book yet um you definitely should check it out but giving you a quick recap of the plot um so basically the plot is about a you know what i'll just read you the synopsis because i enjoy a good synopsis read because they do put in a lot of fun words only the most dire emergency could send paleontologist Reagan McKinney racing across the West in search of a man, but her grandfather has mysteriously vanished, and Quinn Younger could be the missing link. What the bad boy turned American hero is doing in the deserted tumbleweed town of Cisco, Utah, is an even bigger mystery, until danger trails Reagan right to his front door, and the sexy ex-Air Force pilot becomes her sole hope for survival. And then, of course, you have Quinn's perspective. Quinn figures things can't get any worse than being stuck in a tiny Cisco on an impossible special ops mission. Then the dinosaur doc's granddaughter roars into town with bad guys on her tail. Once, Quinn was on the fast track to a life of crime until Reagan's grandfather rescued him. Now Quinn owes them both to find the old guy. But throw in a deadly terrorist and some hot dinosaur bones and a man could get himself killed. Also, hot dinosaur bones. Hilarious. Hot dinosaur bones. Because facing down danger with this revved-up lady is one endless adrenaline rush of pleasure, especially when they're falling crazy in love. 
and hanging on for dear life. Oh my God, that's so suspenseful. Which kind of actually doesn't describe the plot. So the real plot, <laughs> I feel like, is basically Quinn was a bad boy and in a chop shop stealing cars and stuff when he was a teenager. And they got sentenced to um, juvie, but also to a summer working with this paleontologist who is Reagan's grandfather. Um, out in the middle of nowhere digging up bones. And basically the grandfather believed that if he could help these young teenagers kind of find something else to do and give them some discipline and some like belief and hope and get them out of their normal environment, which is like on the streets where they're trapping cars, that they would eventually become productive members of society. And it turned out with this group of boys that he happened to be right. And Quinn goes on to become a Air Force pilot and, like, American hero and all this stuff. And the whole time, he's had an enormous crush on Reagan from the time they were 16. And I thought one of my favorite parts of the book was, like, looking back at their different perspectives of what happened that summer. Yeah. Because he was, like, totally in love with her but never spoke to her. (laughs) And, like, she thought he, like, didn't like her at all because he literally never spoke to her. And then one time he went into her tent and saw her changing and um, he never forgot it. And he never forgot it. And she never forgot it mm-hmm. to the point where she got married pretty young. And he came back on the day of her wedding. He didn't know it was the day of her wedding, but he came back in his like spiffy Air Force pilot uniform because he wanted to like, of course, thank the grandfather. But really he wanted to see her because he's like had this big crush for a few years. And it happened to be the day she was getting married to someone else. And then he ended up, like, stealing that guy's cars, like, petty <laughs> revenge because – and not even revenge. Like, he didn't know that they didn't have a good marriage, but just revenge because he wanted her and the other guy got her, and so he stole his car instead. That's, like, one of my favorite little things about the book. He's like, yeah, he had you. I didn't, so I stole his car. Yeah. And she's just like, how does that make sense? And he's like, makes complete sense in my brain. Um, and then she, you know, recounts, like, when he looked at her, like – She's like, if he had stayed one more second, like, I probably would have kissed him or something like yeah. that. Um, and she's been, you know, I had pictures of him from his, you know. He so was, his he hero was, days. His hero days, like, on her wall and stuff like that. So was I, it about People, or people, magazine. people Magazine? He was, like, one cover. of the hottest people or something. And she said he had his like, hand tucked down his pants. Yeah, down his pants. <laughs> and I think it's just, I think... To your point that, like, a lot of romance novels, people fall in love way too fast. And it's like, one day, and all of a sudden, they're soulmates. And you're like, okay, unless there's a supernatural element, that's hard for me to think of. Yeah. But in this case, you know, they're both probably 30-something, 32, whatever. And so it's like 15 years of, like, lusting after this other person and knew them as, like, teenagers. So at least you have a buildup of why, when they finally kiss, like, all this pent-up lust like, the dam has burst, yeah. and, like, it's going down. I also feel like they're each other's unicorns, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it, it was just ripe for it. Yeah. Like, the cl- they were sitting at climax already. Yeah, they were, so. yeah, they were right on the edge. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and it did not take very much to tip them right, right over. It really didn't, though. Yeah. I definitely thought that, uh, like, it was super justified in the way that they, um, they met, they reconnected, and then went into the romance. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like... It was weird at all. And I was really, like, there for it. And I felt like there was just enough tease Mm -hmm. to action. Like, a lot of times I'm like, get on with it. Yeah. But I didn't feel like that. I felt like exactly when they did it was, like, the perfect time. She teased it, teased it, teased it, and then, ah. Yeah, drop the hammer. (laughs) I do enjoy, too, because I actually, at that point of the book, even rereading it, I mean, I haven't read this book in 
know, 15 years or whenever it came out. Um, but when they actually had sex the first time, in my mind, that was, like, later in the book. Yeah. And I loved when he just, like, pulled over and was like, let's talk. And I was like, it's going down tonight. Going down tonight. And also they were, like, having sex on the rumbling car. In, uh. in like, I mean, they weren't, like, in public in the sense that there were tons of cars driving. I mean, they were, like, kind of on a secluded little road. But someone easily could have driven by. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh, look at you, too. Because, you know, everyone's talking about how she's always got her little buttoned-up outfits mm-hmm. and she's very proper. And, like, he does not have to convince her at all. <laughs> He's just like, hey. And she's like, let me take my shirt off. Let me take your pants off. Like, he is. You're like, right. She is, like, undercover. Like, she's a yeah. freak just for him. And I think that that's kind of sweet. That that I feel like a lot of times it kind of feels like the guy's like, Gotta convince you a little bit. Or yeah. Gotta convince the girl, like, it's gonna be okay. No one will come by. And she's just like, I could give zero fucks <laughs> if someone comes by. You better get up in this right now. I, I actually, I think I've been trained by old, like, other romance novels that that the girl's gonna put up a fight, right? Because they always do. So when I was reading this, I really thought, like, they were gonna start making out. It was gonna be this little thing, and then she was gonna be like, "No, no, no!" And then it was gonna go back. We don't know each other. We don't, we don't know each other. Yeah, no. she was just like Quinn, you know. And she was like, "Oh, it's game time!" Yeah, she's like, "I'm already wet and ready <laughs> on your rumbly cock." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. She was all for it. I was for it. I was, I was like, for it. It was a hot sex scene. It was. It was hot. It was hot. But but uh, I don't know why she uses the term prophylactic so many times. I don't know. I do. You know what? I I don't. I don't disagree that prophylactic feels like. I mean, it was two thousand five, so maybe it's just like back then. Yeah, but like, she says like condom, and then yeah. and then she just keeps saying prophylactic. Yeah, and I don't know. It just sounds so clinical to me. It does me. sound very clinical. I was like, you- I do like that she actually talks about it though, because yeah. in a lot of romance novels, I'm like, yo, you guys wrapping that shit up? We don't even know each other. <laughs> I have never once in my life had unprotected sex with someone, even people that I was like hooking up with. Regularly. That second, yeah. no, or oh. like that, like I just met them, and it like things are hot and heavy. I was always like, <laughs> "You get a condom because if you don't get a condom, this shit ain't going no further." Like, I mean, like I've had yeah. obviously unprotected sex. I have a child, but like <laughs> those were after I got test results. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Not just willy nilly. Well, no. So no. I, I do enjoy that she actually mentions it because I think. For me, I think I, I, do, I mean, a prophylactic is a funny word, but it didn't kill the mood for me because I yeah. was like, oh, look at him, like being safe and not trying to knock her up on this car right now. <laughs> well, I like that they were safe. I like that. Uh, to be to be fair, in romance novels, I generally don't care if they use condoms or not because it's a romance novel. I feel like the whole thing is fantasy. Sure. Um, but I think they do it for responsibility factors, so sure. people don't yeah. get conditioned that it's a romantic to not use a condom. Yeah. Um, it's only romantic if there are some other species that can't get your can't get or can't get you pregnant because they can smell your fertility. Those then are- I'm like, go ham. <laughs> go ham. Those are so convenient. Yeah, so convenient. <laughs> but I, I, it was more like the like fourth or fifth time I heard prophylactic where I was like, why does she keep saying prophylactic? I didn't even notice. You know, I I like generally when when they they talk about the like putting on a condom or something like that, mm-hmm. but in the quickest terms. Yeah, you rolled it mean? on. You yeah. know, but I did like she made it sexy in one where she was like she put on the condom and it was mm-hmm. like ah, and I was yeah. like, see, that was a great integration of of putting on a condom totally. instead of it just being like this thing that has to happen for a technical reason or mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I did I did like that, and then the car the car scene was just I think I read it twice. Yeah, 
it was it was pretty. And I loved yeah. too that um a lot of times I feel like romance novels cut right after they both have an orgasm. Yeah. Which is usually simultaneous. Let's be realistic about <laughs> romance novels. Not about life, but about romance novels. Um but I liked that in this one, like there that there was like at least four or five pages after they finish having sex. Yeah. Where they're like cuddling and kissing and he says like, oh, I don't want to get out of you yet. And the aftercare. Yeah. And he's like petting her and thinking about like, you know, one of my favorite lines, you know, about why he had never had sex on the world's biggest vibrator. Like I loved that for me, the, the him sort of realizing that he's been in love with her his whole life, basically. And that then, you know, towards the end when he wants to marry her and he wants to, like, have that introduce her to his mom and all this other stuff, that felt very natural to me because they had this, like, very loving after. Yeah. I I thought so, too. I was like, I felt like the author put in the time to make you believe this romance. Because even if they had just met and they were having this whirlwind situation, it's still, I mean, even for me, if I think of, like, my crush from when I was a kid, somebody that if showed up today and I would be like, yeah, you know, I still would be skeptical as to, like, yeah, what could could this... Your emotions. Yeah. I don't don't trust my emotions People are shooting at us. (laughs) Adrenaline's running high. I'm having five orgasms a day. (laughs) I I remember, like, having a, a boyfriend who wanted to get married, right? And in my mind, I was like, sure. That's hysterical. I was like, sure, you know. I was like, um, nah, bitch. I know but, where you want to live, and I don't want to live there. Well, like, it was, it was. I was ill at the time. I was going in and out of the hospital, and I knew that the person I was at that moment was not the person that I was. Hmm. So he had before, like, I had had my surgery, whatever. He was like, I want to get married, and you're my baby, you're my queen, blah 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 blah. And I was like, I could, you, I could do you, yeah, you know, whatever. But I go, but I was like, I know I'm not going to be the same person. So I told him, I was like, I have to decide this after this whole health thing is over, um, because I don't know. Mm-hmm. And as soon as it was over, I was like, nope. Yeah. This, you know what I mean? So like, I, I feel like she in this whole process could have very easily been like, yeah, we were, we were really riding and, high and here. She and she does. I mean, she does you know. at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. After everything gets resolved like she does pump the brakes and i think i think it's a good reason to pump the brakes which is like i'm not down for people shooting bullets at me ever per I mean, day. solid reasoning and i don't i'm not a type of person who can like live with wondering if people are shooting bullets at you if you're okay if yeah. you're alive if you're on all these missions which i think are two completely valid reasons they're not like <laughs> i'm not sure i love your mom it's like I don't know if I can handle it if you're in danger and going to die. Yeah. And also, I don't want any part of that. Um, and I think that was a good reason for her to kind of pump the brakes. And I obviously love that he didn't – He uh, so he used the mom card, but then also respected her point of view wasn't going to change just because she fell in love with his family. And – that he was going to have to change something if he wanted to keep her. So that I really liked. Yeah, I did too. I think she put up enough of a fight too. I th- she was like, "Yo, we 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 got we almost died." So I don't know if I can do this. Which I really was with her. I was mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, bro. I don't know if I can do this. People shooting at you." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "I'm trying to live my best life here. 
treat yourself Tuesdays. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to have margaritas. margaritas. I'm, not, I'm not trying to dodge bullets. Exactly. If I want to have babies, I'm not trying to be a single mother. That You know what I mean? Kudos to single mothers. But I, I think we can all agree. It most ain't, it ain't most single mothers aren't trying to be single Aren't trying mothers. to be single mothers. Most of them. Most of them. I would say a good 90, 98% are like, I'd like help. Yeah. You know? And, and, uh. I, I really felt that was valid, yeah. I, you know, and I liked, I did like that he, he used his mom. <laughs> and the lady's like, look, I got ladies in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, or whatever. And, um, but, uh, but like, I was on the, f- bar- just kind of on the fence about how quickly she was like, yeah, okay. Um, but he did say like, oh, okay, I'm going to retire and stuff. So that validated it for, for me. Right. And, and the book needed to end yeah. at that point. <laughs> Yeah, and one other thing I think um, that I really like about Tara Jansen's books in general is that because they're this, like, special ops group, you have already we've been introduced to, like, the five main people of it, so you know they're each going to have their own book, which is fun. They had a great subplot with Reagan's sister and Kid Chaos, which I thought was really fun. Um, Just, like, how different they were, and she's an artist, and, like, the whole scene where she's painting him, and then they bang. I was like, let's get it out. Oh, I mean, oh, baby. that was super, like, it was, that like, was super hot, hot, but also, like, so sweet. Yeah. Like, they're both. I like when he, wake, he wakes her up yeah. before he leaves because I, see, I really feel like I've been programmed by terrible authors because, like, I felt like she did a really good job. She didn't make angst where it didn't need to be, which yeah. is, like, they were, like, kid, you got to get out of here now. You got to get to this other mission or whatever. You don't have one minute to say goodbye to someone. Yeah, Yeah. you know, and I literally thought that it was going to be he ran out the door and never said goodbye, and that was going to be the angst in the next book. And I'm so glad that's not it. It does actually come into the next book, mostly because she was asleep, so she doesn't really remember fully. And also, he leaves for so long and doesn't call her or, like, send an email, and no one will tell her if, they basically, right. they basically say, like, we'll tell you if he's dead or yeah. if he's really injured, but that's it. And so she's kind of left in this limbo for a few months. So it does come into it a little bit, but I completely agree. I love that. I thought it was so sweet. It was so sweet. And he's, like, already in love with her. Yeah. And, and he's like, I need you to wake up. Yeah, I need you to wake up. Yeah. You know? I have something to tell you. And she's just like, cuddle, cuddle, cuddle. Of course, cuddle. you saw that coming when he was like, I'll tell her tomorrow. I was like, oh. Kid. <laughs> You're um, missing your moment, bro. Yeah. That's the moment. <laughs> also, his name, kid. kid. I'm like, yeah. I love that. It's I like, would have loved to have fallen in love with a kid. kid. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why, but I just feel like that would have been such a lovely, like... It, it was interesting when she was, like, calling his name, like, when they were doing it. She's uh-huh. like, kid. And yeah. I was like, I wonder what it would feel like to have somebody call you kid, like, as you're, as you're fucking. I think you just, I mean, everyone in his life calls him that, so I think he's just, like, it's just, like, being called Junior or yeah. whatever. It's, it it's was just his name. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, but I did. I did think it was so sweet when they like. Uh, also, like when he painted her face, mm-hmm. you know, because he was like, he's like, I always do everything by the book. So, and and I found it to be super sweet because, like, you know, you knew it felt super girly for him to be painting her face. It was like they, you know, that impression mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was like, "Fuck it, man, I like this yeah. girl. She want me to paint her face. I'll paint. Yeah. What do you want me to paint? I'll paint it all." But I thought the <laughs> sweetest thing was that he didn't actually put any paint because he was like, "She's so perfect." Yes. He just he, he just, just ran the it. brush over her face, and I was like, eh, "No one even no one loves me like that." It's, <laughs> I had to go back and read it because I was like, "Did, did he not?" Use any, no, it's just, and I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was the cutest. Slurf. Yeah. Slurf. Oh. Um, 
And then he had all the paints on when everybody came, and they're like, oh, bro, what happened to yeah. your face? And he's like, I'm ready to go into battle. <laughs> I already have my camouflage on. It's from MAC Cosmetics. MAC. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about our ratings. How okay. did you feel about our heroine? What would you give her? Um, I, I liked her a lot. Um, so out of five, I'll give her, uh, I'll give her a 3.5 to 4. I really, I really enjoyed her. I didn't think she was, um, there's certain, there was a couple points where I wanted her to be a little bit more, or whatever. But, uh, in general, she wasn't like the, like a weak, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, pushover. Uh, so I, I actually really, um, I I was with her. I was with her. I was with her. I was with her. I'd say 4, 4. 4.5 for me because she starts the book out like, She's not, like, waiting. Everyone's like, your grandpa's probably fine. She's like, fuck all you guys. I'm going to go find this other dude because it was written on a scrap of paper and I'm going to find my grandpa. Yeah. And um, especially when you later find out that he has, like, some sort of growing dementia happening. So she's like, has a reason to be worried. Yeah. Um, And she definitely isn't – she's not a pushover. She's not a, like, brash, in-your-face, aggressive character. But she's definitely, like, someone who kind of holds her own in the story. Um, and I enjoy that she's also, like, incredibly intelligent, which they do not shy away from, like, sharing, you know, how important her job is and how much she knows about all these things. And she keeps being like, let me look at the dinosaur bones. I'll, I'll figure it out for you. <laughs> um, I did think her one stupid moment was going alone to the where, like, to her museum. Yeah. I was like, come on, girl. Like, <laughs> obviously, you take a man. And it could be a woman. Could have been a woman if there was a woman available who had a gun. But, like, you should be taking someone who knows how to use a weapon if there are other people with weapons trying to kill you. Let me tell you right now, Bridget, if if there's a dangerous situation, I'm not calling you. No. No. I'm what gonna am call, I going to do? I'm going to call. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm not going to be helpful. I don't have any equipment. No. I don't have, I, I really I don't have expertise. I, I really believe women and, and men are equal, you know. Yeah. I, but, uh, but I believe it in the yin and yang sense. Like, we all have our strengths. <laughs> Well, you know, if, if I have a woman call, friend who's a sniper, yeah, then you call me. But if, if I, I have was a, book, a special ops warrior, if I have a book you, full of five dude special ops yeah. warriors, yeah, you're <laughs> not, yeah, you're not going by yourself so, no. with a teenager to this that makes no. Oh, he's sleeping. Wake his ass up. up. The fuck yeah. are you doing? Easily fixable. Easily fixable. <laughs> um, that's why you lost that entire catch of dinosaur eggs. Yeah. That was you. Yeah. That was your fault. I 100% blame you. I, uh, I agree with you. That was But that. aside from that lapse of judgment. <laughs> and she'd never been in that situation. So to be fair, maybe she just like literally thought the danger was over yeah. or something. Who knows? I'll but. give it to her because the other day I put, uh, I decided I was going to throw like chunks of frozen mango into my smooth, my blender um, <laughs> and cover the hole before it exploded. And that didn't work. And no. I have now I have smoothie on the ceiling that I can't get off. So oh. so we all have like <laughs> all of our crosses to bear. Um, I knew it was dumb when I was doing it. <laughs> and then what do you think about our hero, Quinn Younger, whose last name I don't love, but yeah. Um I thought he was hot. I was there for it. Mm. I was like, oh, Quinn could get it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I was like the car thing. I w- I liked. I just liked the the way he put it on her, man. I yeah. was. Hey, he had game. He had game. He had so much game. And even I felt like even, I felt like there was a tiny moments where she was like, like on the fence, like. Yeah. Mm, but the game was too strong. The game was so strong. You know what I mean? She just was like, "Fuck it, man. Yeah. We going all the way, Quinn." And I love that he had like he had such good restraint, like the yeah. way she wrote it, where he was like, he was like. 
you know, really holding himself back because he wanted her to, like, feel the way he's been feeling about her all these years. Yeah. And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I like. It got I, me in the heartstrings. It really did. And in the groin. So it was a twofer. That's a, that's a great book. It's a great book. That's a great book because I I felt the restraint of him. I also, for me, something that's super sexy in a man is when they are, when they can be composed. When, I like a controlled man. And I also like a man who is planning and is thinking about all the, the things, right? So like knowing about aftercare, being laying with her, having that moment afterwards, making sure that glow is there. Also like making sure that she comes, making sure that she's enjoyed it and she's living her best life, fucking her then going down, duh, back yeah. and forth. I mean, you guys are like, I won't do that. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. You mean, you don't deserve to be in my bed right yeah. now. You know, like, so I, I, I loved, I really loved, I think they did a good job. I also really liked the scene in the elevator where they're having sex and he's like, we could have taken the two minute elevator, but I decided to take the 15 minute elevator (laughs) basically because he wanted to have sex with her on the way up. And I was like, that is my type of man right there. How can I squeeze in more quickie times? (laughs) And I love that she was like stroking him and he's like, we don't have time for this. Like, I got to get up in there. Like Hashtag planning. Yeah. It was so, it was just so funny and so real that he was just like, I love what you're doing. We don't have time for that, and you need to just let me put this in you right yeah. now. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm already ready. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done, <laughs> down to clown." Um, and also, like when she met all of the other people he works with, I'm sure they both were just reeking of common sex, <laughs> which I also find enjoyable. Yeah, I, I do. But anyways, I gave him a four point five because mm-hmm. I liked Quinn. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about? I mean, we talked. We kind of covered it, but. Were you in a McDreamy to McSteamy? Where were you at with him? Ooh, I actually called him a McDristeamy. McSteamy. No, a McDristeamy. A like, McDristeamy. He was dreamy oh, to me, yeah. and he was steamy to me, okay. so I just squished them together. Okay. I was like, he was a good balance of both. In their you know? Yeah. I said he was a McDreamy steaming up the car windows. <laughs> <laughs> so we basically said the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did, you know what I did like about this is that the, while the, I would say the sex was pretty vanilla all the way through, it was kind of kinky only in like the locational choices. Yeah. So they were having sex, you know, like on the car, out, out in like the wild. I would say it's creepy. That's kinky. Yeah. In the yeah. elevator where if someone looked into that window, they could have saw them. I think, I think what security makes something. Ca- Skeeter Bang has all the security cameras wired. Someone definitely could have seen them. You know? And like, so for me, like. The sex can be vanilla, right. but when you add a psychological element, it becomes kink. Totally. And that, for me, every sex scene had an element of, like, what's go- yeah. something could happen. Yeah, oh, uh, like when he, like, ate her out while they were on stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And Hawkins was like, God damn you. I love a multitasker. Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> I did feel bad for Hawkins, though, because who wants to, like, sit there and listen to someone else getting an O face on in the other, like, side of the room? And you're just like, good Lord. <laughs> we are supposed to be working here. He's like, I am. He's like, I have my sniper rifle, and I'm trying to focus on bad guys, and you're trying to pop this lady up. Like, I, I'm interested to to, it, to, uh, to know the other stories, because I, I don't. Hawkins is really good. It's is the it? next one. Mm. Superman. 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 But they're not on audio, which for me is difficult because... It's probably... You should submit your thing. It's probably just because they're older books. I mean, this was from 2005, so it's probably just that they you should, you think all I, came out before Audible. It existed. Might, 
Yeah. I should I should write them a strongly worded. <laughs> I was gonna say you should just like write her an email and be like, I want to put your book on Audible. Oh. Here's my voice sample. Oh yeah, that's yeah. actually not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I'd give this a solid five eggplants. Yeah, I was there for it. I was oh, there for the eggplants. I will I will give it. So five to me has got to be like the ultimate kinky. But I would definitely give this like almost four eggplants. Yeah. Yeah, because I love the psychological. Like to me, that can get you. Like, so high. Oh, yeah. And nothing can even happen if it's, like, whatever. So, for me, I like the psychological. I like the places they did it. I like how they did it. I like how they rolled into it. Mm-hmm. So, I would I would give this a, a steam a steam a factor steam. of, like, four. Yeah. Four events. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Which is weird, because it's usually BDSM that gets me to a four. But, I know. But I'll, I'll give it to them. They got me with the kink. I know. I just like her writing style. I think, yeah. like, she writes, like, such fun dialogue. She writes, like, it's snappy. Like, the book never felt like, sometimes, you know, you're mentioning earlier, you kind of skim through things. Like, this book to me never felt like, oh, I need to, like, get to the point. It yeah. felt like the whole book was just moving along. It was. And uh, so it it did have a factor of getting to the point, but not in, like, that same, that in that truest sense where it was, like, I was so excited to when they would switch to someone else's story, mm-hmm. I would be excited to get back to the other story, and then I would be excited to get back to the other yep. story. Uh, I was excited to get back to Kid and Nikki. Like every time they came up, I was like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> so that was for me. That was good, um, or whatever. So, and I, I just I thought their their sex scene was. Uh, I thought that was so cute. I just I did. I thought it was, was so sweet. It was like her first time, and he was like, "Whoa!" Especially uh, after having the entire like two chapters of him watching her paint Travis naked and like looking at all of her art. Yeah. So you would assume she's experienced just solely based on the fact that she's so comfortable, like tying up naked men and like looking at their bodies and photographing them and painting them. Um, so I liked that sort of like anticipation and like she, I thought it was very cute that, you know, she's like taking secret pictures of him and stuff, yeah. but she's <laughs> pretending to take them only of Travis. And so she got like four cameras only on him. And I was like, that's my girl. Yeah. That's my girl, Nikki. Yeah. I'm not going to say I haven't taken some secret pictures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> you were there when I did it one time. I was like, ooh, that's, he's delicious. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I don't recommend it. It can be creepy. Be careful. People, readers. <laughs> yeah, don't don't listen to Shawnee. Don't take secret don't, photos of don't people. Take, don't it's a terrible idea. Photos. It's what they call illegal. It's, <laughs> it's a gray area. It's, mm, I don't think it's gray. I don't think it's gray. I, think it's I mean, just, if they're in public. <laughs> I don't still, Yeah. I still don't know that that's gray. If Beyonce walked down the street, you could take a picture of her, and and it would be totally legal. Paparazzi do it all the time. It's not. It's gray if they're like naked in a locker room, okay, okay. in a private. I space. guess I was assuming that the secret photos you were taking were. Oh no no no! They're, these are like public secret photos. Like they're just on the street. They're just on the street. Okay. They're just like oh my god. Okay. You're I changed hot. my mind. You're hot. <laughs> it's still weird, but I accept. I mean, totally weird. Yeah. Totally weird, but legal. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's take our readers through the the skimmer's guide to the cookies and the nookie. Skimmer's guide to the cookies and the nookie. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Bridget. Cookie. Cookie. <laughs> All right. So a skimmer's guide. Um, I th- so when they first get to, to when they first get down, mm-hmm. um, it's in chapter twelve. Ooh. That's the that's when you can expect the first get down with the get down on the rumbly car, mm-hmm. and um, and you will not be disappointed. No, you will not. Um, they actually uh, went at it quite a bit. Normally, I like jot down every time. I was like, you know what? <laughs> they get freaky a lot. They get freaky book. a lot. So I figure if you start a chapter twelve. 
like <laughs> just keep going just keep going <laughs> just every few every, every few, few pages every few chapters yeah i think the next time is like chapter 15 but they go pretty quick yeah. i felt like it, it went pretty quick i'm not actually quite sure how thick this book is not having it's, a, uh, a tangible um, book in my hand i'm not sh- quite sure how thick the read is but it's not it's not that long it's not that it's long like of a read probably like 250 pages in real book yeah pages that's a quickie book to me yeah so um, but yeah, so chapter 12, and I think the next time was chapter 15, and then after that, just enjoy. Just enjoy. You know? But it's definitely worth reading the beginning, because the build-up to chapter 12, where they talk about them as kid, like teenagers, yeah. and how they were like lusting after each other the whole time, and she's embarrassed that she has like his picture on her wall and stuff, and like it, it's worth it's worth the read just to like get that squirmy feeling where you're like, oh my god, it's like, yeah, I love it, I love it, you know what I mean? Like that, that for me is, yeah. It's, it's the like, anticipation is good. Yeah. It's kind of like yoga, I feel like. <laughs> please, please enlighten me. How is it about yoga? Well, I, so, I mean, everything comes down to me. This is what, the first time I ever did yoga, right? I was always against it because it's so boring. But I did yoga, and then I got to that last position, Tadasana or whatever it's called. Shavasana. Shavasana. And I laid down, and I went to an outer space that I I never knew existed, right? Uh-huh. They rang the bell for you to wake up, and I was like, what the where the hell was I? Like, it was the most amazing thing ever. And I've been chasing that high ever since. And so in I- In yoga? In yoga. So I tried to just go to the to, to the end position. No, the next time I went to yoga, I was like, screw all this. I'm going to the end position. But you can't get to the end position without doing the whole oh. yoga. And I'm like, God, God. I see how you tied it all together. You see? You see? And so this sex scene doesn't work. It's not as delicious. You can't right. have that- Without going through the, the yoga, up. you know, it's like gotta, mm. yeah, you gotta do the you gotta do the work to get to the reward. Yeah, but it's worth it. It's, it's worth it. it. <laughs> yoga, you're so funny. Um, <laughs> this is such a good ball. Okay, so my favorite line in the book, I actually had two, and one is sexual, and then one is not sexual because I do like the repartee. My first one is, and Jeanette, good God, she was like the world's biggest vibrator. How could he have never thought to make love on the hood of a 383 cubic inches of pure power rumbling and idle beneath him? Which I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? You've been driving these cars and stealing cars your whole life and you never thought to have sex on top of it? I mean, I never thought to have sex on top of it because now all the cars are like silent. <laughs> their, mo- their motors are, their they motors turn are really quiet and they don't, yeah, they turn off and like, so you don't actually have like that that old school muscle car where it's like vroom, 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 like giving you that that bump. See, I I unless I, you're in a Fast and Furious movie, <laughs> in which case you probably yeah, have done it on top of I, I think about having sex on top of all sorts of things all the time. You know, like the washer, you think of everything rumbly. Sure. And you're like, yeah. It's just cars don't rumble anymore. Yeah, but I, so my family's always had the oldest cars ever. Like oh, really? the ones made out of steel. You know what I mean? They've always been the most rumbly cars. And I've thought about it before. I've been like, I wonder. However, the cars have always been so old that they overheat. Yeah. And the hood is will burn yeah, your ass. Yeah, yeah. So for me, when they were, when they did have sex there, in my mind, I was like, I'm just gonna believe that the hood it was is, nighttime and you know, it was cool. It was cool. So it's cool. Out. Yeah. So I suspended any disbelief. You know, I also thought it might be warm, but then I was like, yeah, but it's nighttime and it was a cool night. And it might have felt really good on your ass. Yeah. The, the heat, you yeah. know. So I, I choose not to believe it's like my family, which is like it's Colorado at night. It gets you know, chilly. Colorado, yeah. It gets very chilly at night, like, even in the summer. So. Oh, does it? Yeah, because oh. they're like us. They're like a desert, so they go. They drop quite a bit at night once they um, 
Oh, I didn't know. Once that. the sun goes down. Oh, so it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't like thirty, but it was probably it makes perfect sense. It's, it was, it's it was just probably like fifty or sixty. Listen, my my family's like car hoarders, right? So we have all these cars that just like don't all work well at all. <laughs> you know, they're all just in the driveway or whatever, and so they really do overheat, like to the point of like steaming out. And I was like, ah, no, he would maintain his. Oh cars yeah, really his well. car is maintained. You have like you know beautiful muscle yeah muscle cars but cool. i, I, I coolant fresh coolant in there yeah yeah and and he should have thought about that earlier but yeah. i'm glad his first moment was was with her was with her yeah that's a good first to be like remember our first time remember our first time on the muscle car? jeanette <laughs> jeanette Except for jeanette blows up so then i know <laughs> first and last you know <laughs> i was like oh jeanette yeah. i like that they name uh, the, all that the all the cars have names because i i name everything in my life even if it's a car or not a car yeah like my heating blanket is ernesto you know <laughs> ernesto. and the funny thing is that other people if i name something other people will call it that sure. so like so like when my dude he he makes sure I have my heating pad every night, right? He's like he's like Ernesto's already plugged in <laughs> and ready to go. So he gets a kick out of it. So <laughs> great. I feel like I don't name things. This is not my personality, but yeah. I always liked people who named things. Like one of my <laughs> high school friends named her car, and I remember thinking, "What? Well, that's so fun!" I've never named my yeah. car, but I enjoy the people who do do those things. <laughs> Your car needs a name because when you are when you're trying to get it to start up, you know, because it's not, you're like, "Come on, yeah. Connie." Connie, Connie, I've been good to you, Connie. Come on, Connie, you gonna work for Mama? You gonna like? That's how I talked to my car. <laughs> I did. My older car did not have a name, also, but I did have to sweet talk it occasionally. Um, you started talking sexy to yeah, your car. You're like, okay, I know you're mad, but <laughs> I'm about to give you some sweet, I sweet just oil. Got you free fresh oil, and so it feels like you should be doing better. <laughs> And then I realized the car was like 25 years old and it's just not going to do better. And yeah. I should probably just, you know, sell it. And by sell it, I mean I donated it because that's how old that's it was. <laughs> no, nobody everybody was like, more. I got more out of it donating it than I would have selling it. Nice. And I was like, I mean, not that much more, like 300 or $400 more. But yeah, I was like, that seems fine. Someone, it's weird because someone I can have this gift, this gift of this car. That my car now is new and I don't have to really sweet talk it. It's weird yeah. to not sweet talk it. Yeah, my car is. Like I feel unconnected because all my cars have been old <laughs> I, I was like, we had a bond. <laughs> well, this car you'll have a bond with for the next 20 years or however long you decide to keep it. So, Dear God, I hope it's not that long. I'm, 15, <laughs> 10. I bought like the cheapest bottle of the like, bottom of the barrel car. So oh, I'm, like, okay. I'm like, when can I afford oh, to you. upgrade yeah to, i don't even need it to be that, that you know i just want dual climate control <laughs> you don't have air conditioning no dual climate control oh i was like you don't have air conditioning i was like that's honestly the reason why i decided to get rid of my car was because my car did not have air conditioning when i moved to los angeles and i lived here for multiple years without it and it was very sweaty but i was like you know what i can bear You're it stuck in it out yeah because yeah, i was like poor and i was working a lot and i was like whatever it's fine and then I got pregnant, and I was like, not today, Satan. <laughs> I was in the valley, and it was like 100. Oh, hell and no. I like drove to the dealership, and I was like, what do you have that has air conditioning available right now? And he's like, every car we have? And I was like, okay, cool. Let's drive some. That, that was literally my yeah. car. It did not have AC in, yeah. in what? This is until like two or three years ago now that I've had this car. Yeah. Like, it did not have AC. I drove it down to Irvine to get my new car without AC. Yeah. I used to freeze a water bottle at work so that when I drove home, I could put the water bottle between my legs. That's so smart. I never and, did that. And I was and always make, just pouring sweat. Yeah, I was car. just like, just bought water And the water bottle that was totally frozen would be completely melted by yeah. the time. I was in the valley, too. Yeah. Uh, but like... 
when I got home, it was completely melted. I yeah. was like, yeah, I would just die of this heat. Yeah, my husband's like, you have the money, just buy a new car. And I was like, they're so expensive. This is what happens when you're like the, the frugal one. And yeah. <laughs> He's like, you need a car. It's a need. It's not a want. Your car is dying and you have no air conditioning and you're pregnant. And I was like, but it's so expensive. <laughs> He's like, girl, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Right. And I didn't treat myself. I wish, I wish in retrospect that I had spent the actual like thousand dollars or fifteen hundred dollars to get the like one level up of amenities yeah only because i was recently driving a rental car and it had it wasn't the exact same car i have but it had the next package up of that same it was a nissan of that same brand yeah and i was like this is a more pleasant ride yeah and if you're gonna keep your car for like 15 years which i'm at least gonna keep it for five to ten but hopefully it will last for like 15 yeah um that would have been nice to have for 15 years. And if you think about the cost of the actual, like, 1500 it's like $100 a year. I'm like, I really was, like, very pregnant and very morning sick while I was trying to buy this car, and it took forever. And I was like, I'm so sweaty. I just needed to get me the car. And I really didn't think through the extra, like, you know, couple grand. And I was like, I feel like they, in retrospect, they're trying to get you because... I just, they just gave us the next car up for while we, our transmission was getting fixed. Yeah. Which was under warranty. Bam. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, they did this on purpose. They want us to trade in our car mm-hmm. to buy this car because this car is nicer. It's, mm-hmm. the one, it's one step up and the one step is up is it's, really it's beautiful. A, it's a step. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the and dual climate control, like, because I'm always cold and he was always hot and we're always battling. Uh. Like, they know this will save our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know. Yeah. Anyways, what is your favorite line of this book? Circling back. Circling back. Circling back. Circling back. back. Tangents. Okay, my favorite line uh, in this book is more like a kind of a paragraph, but it's like, um, okay, you mean that... So he's talking about lying or whatever, and Mm -hmm. this is, um, okay, you mean that part where I told you we'd run out of whipped cream? Okay, you've got me. There are two more cans in the fridge, but I thought we might want to save them for the morning. So technically, again, it wasn't a lie because by my (laughs) finger... Because by my figures, we are out of tonight's allotment of whipped cream. And I, I love that scene. I love that line. Yeah. He's like, he's like, look, look, I know we was playing with some whipped cream, but we needed some for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, that, he's like, what if I do that move instead? And she's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Which yeah. I feel like he wanted his cake and eat it too. You know, he's yeah. like, I want, I want this sexy time situation to happen. I also want which I feel like I think the whipped cream is for morning sexy time. I don't oh, think it's, it's morning for the, sexy. I don't think it's for their breakfast shot. Oh, that's why it's their tonight's allotment, like tonight's fucking allotment of whipped cream that we're licking off of each other. We need to have some for the morning. Wow, that really puts it in a different light. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, you need whipped cream for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat it all. That's so funny because I don't like whipped cream basically at all. And so I was like, well, obviously it's for fucking. I'm not going to like put that on my breakfast. And I'm like, obviously it's for waffles. <laughs> no, it's for them to have sex with. I literally eat whipped cream out of the can. Like when I go to my well, sister's. You would have been the perfect partner for Quinn. You could have licked a whole can right off I his have, sexy body. I would have licked everything. I'd have been like, where you want it? Where you want it? Where you want it? It's like, just hold still. I'm gonna do it for you. Like I, my sister always has whipped cream in her fridge, and the kids aren't allowed to eat it. And I always, and that's kind of cruel. I'm gonna. <laughs> we have all this whipped cream. It's for mom. It's, it's for, for you. <laughs> so whenever I go there, I'm like spraying it in their mouths. I'm like, come on, Auntie's here. Here we go. 
I was recently staying with a friend of mine, and her kids had whipped cream on their pancakes for breakfast. And which is like a normal thing, I think. Yeah. Most people would consider that pretty normal. But like, I don't like whipped cream. And so I would like never de- like desecrate my delicious pancakes <laughs> with whipped cream. Butter? Yes. Syrup, Tons of butter? Syrup? Yes. Fresh fruit? Heck yes. But like, I'm not desecrating it with whipped cream. <laughs> and uh, it was so funny because they were like so into it. And they're like, Mom, can we get more whipped cream? And she's like, yeah, sure. Um, probably mostly because I was in town visiting. So it was like a special breakfast and yeah. not their daily breakfast. Or maybe it is. I mean... No judgment, do you? But, like, I just remember thinking, oh, my poor child will never have this experience. <laughs> Not because I'll have whipped cream and deny her, but because we'll never have whipped we just cream won't at do our it. house. Yeah. Like, she'll think whipped cream only exists at, like, restaurants or something because – or maybe friends' houses. I'm not sure because I, I cannot imagine myself ever buying a thing of whipped cream. But you're creating – I've never in my whole life bought one. You're so creating, like, a good moment for her because every time she goes to a restaurant and has whipped cream, it's going to be a special event. Yeah, that's true. And when she gets older and the day, the day like, she realizes she can buy whipped cream on her own and have it every day, she's, she's going to freak out like I did with Martinelli's where I'm like – Martinelli's it, so good. Where I'm like – I'm in my <laughs> 30s and I'm like, wait, I could just buy Martinelli's all year round. Yeah. Yeah, not just at Thanksgiving. First of all, worst realization <laughs> I ever had because I was popping bottles every night. <laughs> Sugar addiction. I come home, you know, people put okay. wine and wine in a yeah. wine glass for yeah. Martinelli's. In yeah, the dude. First of all, Martinelli's is so good. So good. When we were little, we were allowed to ch- like try the wine, and we would take one sip, and we'd be like, "This bitch ass wine, give me that Martinelli's," <laughs> and we'd be like, "There are only four of us. It was me, my brother, sister, and one of my cousins, and we would easily have a bottle each." Yeah. At dinner, at Thanksgiving, and we'd be, like, hopped up. And my sister and me got into a huge <laughs> argument last year about whether we had Welch's or Martinelli's. And I was like, no, it's Martinelli's. You don't have Welch's, you have Martinelli's. She's like, we had Welch's. I was like, it's Martinelli's. I got, we got, who has Welch's? I, thank you. Thank you. No, first off, Welch's is kind of... And if you're it, listening to this, it's Martinelli's. It's Martinelli's. First of all, it's with Martinelli's. Yeah. Secondly, Welch's didn't have Welch's back then. No. So if it's what you had when you were a kid, it's not Welch's. Yeah. Like, and... And also, th- it's Martinelli's. It's Martinelli's. And, like, my family is so crazy about yeah. Martinelli's that we all buy secret bottles. We all discovered that we were buying secret stashes on every holiday. So at Thanksgiving... So we wouldn't run out. <laughs> yeah. So everybody gets their own bottle because we used to fight so heavily yeah. about it. And there's not that much Martinelli's in a bottle. Let's just be clear. Those bottles go so quickly. So, so yeah. everybody got their own bottle. But then we were always not sure if that was going to be enough. So we'd always stash bottles. And my mom would find Martinelli's bottles after. We're grown-ass adults. Yeah. After stashing her. I mean, it's better than finding, like, stashed half-empty bottles of vodka or I something. Know. I mean, at least you guys don't have alcohol-related the, the, drug problems. The crazy like, thing is, like, you know... Like it was, just sugar and if carbonation. We were, like when I look back at like the bad things we did as a kid, yeah. I was like, we were the best kids. I remember my brother sneaking to read his like children's Bible, yeah. like you know, getting in trouble. To- <laughs> I want to stay up an extra hour and read the Bible. Exactly. Get away from me, mom. <laughs> I was like, my mom would go in there to get him in trouble. She's like, how can I? How can I get him in? How can he be in trouble? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> reading about Jesus yeah, <laughs> or whatever. But yeah, Martinelli's was pretty uh, intense. Did you know that they make Martinelli's uh, apple juice, regular the, apple those juice? Those little round. In a round apple? Yeah. Ah! Those are- Every time Kira sees it, she goes, juice? <laughs> apple juice? And I'm like, it is apple juice. And yes, we should buy one, even though we shouldn't, because it's like not worth it to buy it in an individual container Oh, drink at home. That doesn't make any sense. Absolutely not. But and, and she's not going to appreciate it. It's worth it. She's not going to appreciate it like 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 you would need her to for the price. No, <laughs> no. She just wants it to be juice. Yeah. Like she doesn't care. The first day she has Martinelli's, 
she's gonna like not regular apple juice but the sparkling she's gonna lose it yeah she's gonna lose it does she like sparkly things she hasn't had any yet but like i just feel like when she gets like five or whatever age you're like you get your like, first I one. feel you like can you can your, have some for champagne. Have her own little champagne. You know, or her, I have those little copper mugs. I have yeah. like a tiny copper mug full of Marnelli's sparkling juice. She's going to be like, Marnelli's, Marnelli's. She's going to be like, I was. I, yeah, I just, I just remember loving it so much. Yeah. And now I feel like the closest thing I've ever gotten is like Frambois. Have you ever had that beer? You don't really drink No. Them. Ginger beer for me is. Gin, well, ginger beer is not alcoholic. So Frambois oh, actually oh. has alcohol. Oh, okay, okay. But it's only like, I don't know, four and a half percent. But it basically is like a similar thing where it just tastes like delicious juice. <laughs> and you're like, I'll drink this juice, juice beer. I probably would drink it. Like, I don't like the taste of alcohol at all. So you can't taste if, any. If, if you can't taste like it. Juice. I've been trying to find like a grown-up drink that has a little alcohol Fair so that not. people will chill when yeah. I go out. And they're like, you're not drinking alcohol? I know. And then it becomes a thing. And I'm like... A second ago, you didn't know, and it wasn't a thing, and it was yeah. fine. I'm also like, why are you judging my life choices? Yeah. People really shouldn't peer pressure other people into drinking or doing any sort of drug when they don't know what their history is, because then it leaves you out in the wind to be an asshole. It, it, it really does, because yeah. I never turn and go like, oh my God, look at you binge drinking. Like, yeah. I, I, I've yeah. never even thought to You're do You're not that. like... You're not gonna get cheese on your, your potatoes? What you what you some kind of cheese? Cheese? Like, like what are you? Oh, you don't like cheese? Oh, you don't like cheese today? Mmm, mmm. Too good for dairy? You too good for dairy? Probably vegan now. Oh, oh, oh. Like people, people, people do that with when I say like gluten free. They're like uh, they. I don't know why they think it's think like appropriate I, to ask like, oh, is it a choice? And I'm always like, I think it's because honestly, I think it's because we're in LA. Yeah, I, I think if so. you said you were gluten-free in other parts of the country, people would assume that you have celiac or an intolerance. Yeah. But here, people are like, oh, is it for, is, is it, it real or is and it I'm just like, you making a choice? I'm like, bitch, it's not a choice. Do you think I a lot of times give up food as a choice? Here, it's a choice. I mean, in LA, I know a lot of people who make that as a choice. Yeah, well, I think Those a lot people of are people do it also like, crazy, but. there's so many diets here, like people are trying yeah. to lose weight. In such quick ways and the mm-hmm. whatever, and it's part of that. But for me, I'm just trying to stay thick. Like <laughs> you're just trying to stay healthy. I'm, I'm That's why I gave up gluten was for your health. You but. know, yeah, I gave up gluten for my health. But well. like, it's actually making me lose weight. Yeah. Not eating as much carbs sure. and as much wheat and whatever. Yeah. And like. But it's actually making me lose weight, and I'm like, oh no, this like I really need this this assistance. <laughs> you just gotta like once you get used to like subbing in the things that have high calories, yeah, that aren't um, baked or wheat products. I feel like I've accidentally gone keto, like in yeah. just the way my you diet. Just, like, is. Do a lot more like lentils and, and beans I and love stuff lentils. like that. Yeah, because those have a lot of nutrients and yeah. dense calories. Or nuts. Nuts have good. Good, good fats, good calories. I love that. I love avocados. Cashews. Avocado. I have like five avocado trees. <laughs> Brendan's like, well, I know. no more avocado trees. You should trees. bring me someone. You know, I will. Yeah. I'm, my, but I'm bringing you one that's grafted. So when I do bring you one, I'm going to- Are you going to bring me one to plant? Yeah. Oh. You well, I might just bring me an avocado oh. to eat, but <laughs> I'll take a plant. <laughs> no, my goal is like when my friends have their home or whatever home they really want to stay in. I put it though. Like, well, I, we put it in a big pot and you let it keep growing or whatever. And then, oh, whenever, then I can bring it to my next house. And then you can bring it to your next okay. house because I feel like you're going to have a next house. You bring mm-hmm. it to your next house, wherever you think, you're, oh, you know, I'm probably going to stay here like for a great a amount of time. Yeah. Then I will come plant it for you because avocado roots are like, they, they don't like a whole lot. They're like, okay. do me do me gentle or I'm going to die on you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically how an avocado, the fruit is because 
if you don't eat it on the exact hour of its ripeness, <laughs> you fucked it up either direction. It's either too hard and it tastes funny. Oh, or too hard, I'm too hard, too hard, I'm done. I'm done. Way too smushy and brown. There is such a short window of opportunity for you to eat that. When I go to the store, I used to buy like the little bags of avocados. Yeah. And then I was like, this is stupid. No, not unless so you want to eat guacamole. Yeah, now I buy like two, maybe three. And I buy the ones that are ripe so I can eat them. Like, I eat the one that day that I buy it. And I eat the next one the next day and the next one the next day. And that's, like, the only way I've been able to. Because if you buy it when it's slightly hard, I always miss the window. Yeah. Is it not like, ch- maybe don't check it often enough? I don't know. I do. I do. I usually buy two at a time. I buy one that is ripe and one that is almost ripe. And that'll be ripe in two days. Okay. And that's my, that's my system. Because it takes me two days to eat one avocado. Oh, I usually yeah. eat half a, in a day. Takes me one day. Like, <laughs> I eat like half for lunch or breakfast and half, half for dinner or something. Yeah. And yeah. and then like by day three, I'm like, the second one's ready. That's right. where we're going. Okay. All right. All right. That's smart. Tangent over. Um, okay. So I'm going to tell you my second favorite line, which um, is when Kid is asking Hawkins about the feminine mystique and whether he should let Nikki explore his. Because he's like, I don't think I have any. And Hawkins is like, let her look. And he's like, let her. Kid studied Hawkins' face. It was, um, oh, wait, hold on. Let her. Kid studied Hawkins' face. That was serious. Okay. He supposed there were worse ways to spend than posing naked for a beautiful woman who might possibly finger paint your body. And he was pretty sure that would be Nikki's way of helping. A grin split his face. Definitely top 10 material there. I just think it's so cute because I think, she did such a good job of making him younger yeah. sounding in his thoughts and like so eager. Yeah. Um, and I just thought the whole feminine mystique thing was so cute. And he's like, I don't know if I have any. He's all sad <laughs> about it. She thinks that, you know, she likes to explore it, but I don't think I have that. And Hawkins is like, just let her explore, bro. Just, you're going to enjoy it. That's, he, a, that's and then he's, and he thinks about it and he's like, oh, okay. It's like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. She's no. going to finger paint your naked body? That's not that bad. <laughs> I Man. just think, I just thought he was so cute. I think as a rule of thumb in life, that gets you far. If you're if you're like, this thing won't hurt me. Yeah. Let's explore it. Totally. You know? <laughs> I agree. I, I feel like, I mean, that's why that one person wrote the book of yes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's changed like all these people's lives. Because people, I feel like, naturally, instinctively say no. My child. One and a half. Everything is a no to start with until she like hot thinks about it for a second and is like, popsicle? Wait, no, shit. Yes, I want popsicle. <laughs> um, I feel like my natural thing is always when people are like, let's go to this thing. I'm like, okay, let's go to this thing. Sure. Yeah. Like, let's do this. Okay. Um, with the exception of like things that I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Someone's going to die. That sounds like a terrible idea. But yeah. for the most part, I always think it's better to say yes and explore different things and kind of open your mind to new opportunities. I think like... Be- if you're, if you're like a middle child, I think that's why we have really great lives because no, we never got the chance to say no. Like if my older sister mm-hmm. was like, we're going to the park, I was going to the park. Sure. <laughs> there was no like, oh, let's talk about this. Yeah. So in life when people are, have great plans, I usually never have to make the great plans because somebody already makes the great plans and yeah. then they're like, hey, you want to do this thing? And I'm like, yes. Now, have I gotten more slightly more skeptical as the years have gone on? Yes. Yes, I have. I, I asked maybe two more questions. They're like, let's go do this great thing. How much planning have you put into that? And are there How bathrooms? How much money do I have to spend? <laughs> How much money am I going to spend? And are there bathrooms? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was a... I mean, this podcast came about because you were like, I think after we discovered we were both romance novel addicts, you're like, I think we should do a podcast. And I was like, yes. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't even need to think do about that. That's obviously the next logical step. Is, do you, do you remember do what? I, but do you remember what I said after that? I was like, man, I prepared a whole argument. I, I know you. You were like kind of bummed that I answered so quickly. You're like, but I had a whole reasoning. I had like nothing to do with my hands at that point. I was like, oh, okay, okay. I think you called me after you left that day. And you're like, I had prepared an argument about why I was going to convince you that this was the right step. And I was like, I don't need to be convinced. Like, sounds like a great idea. Do you know when you're also already on that train? Because I was like, do you want this podcast? You're like, yes. And I was like, because a podcast, I thought, uh, 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 okay, yeah, okay. Okay, okay. I mean, had you asked me to do some, like, some other stuff, I might have been like, I don't know. That seems like a lot more. Like, if you had been like, let's start a YouTube channel about this where – we're doing crazy high production value and all this editing. I would have been like, woof. But <laughs> I'm like, a podcast, I could talk all day you're, about. You're such a good talker, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you. I've always been a good talker. A loud talker and a good talker. You're welcome for the limiters that are on my microphone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I no, was very excited about this. This, I think because we're both in production, mm-hmm. we both had that idea of what can we do that has the least amount of bullshittery attached to it right and it's sustainable that was my that was my thought sure i was like yeah because like all we need is these two mics like we don't need we can do it anywhere we can be in separate locations if we're doing different things all we need is two mics all we need is two mics Mm -hmm. two mics it was was right for it i'm sorry no i loved it um (laughs) yeah because i if you're doing video it's like that's so much more prep and costumes and makeup and hair and and editing i mean it's like it's just obviously a whole production that's why they call it a production but yeah this felt more like even though i'm having a baby soon it felt like well you can keep talking i mean a baby's not gonna stop me from talking or reading yeah and nobody knows how dressed we are at this moment we're super dressed by the way we dressed up for this good looking at so great looking I'm nope. not sweating. I'm wearing dress pants and my top lip is definitely not sweating. Dress pants. I'm wearing dress pants. It's like the middle of summer in LA. I'm wearing dress I'm dre- pants. I'm wearing dress pants and a blouse. I'm wearing an Oscars worthy dress. You know what I'm saying? Right Se- there are sequins. Yeah. You can't see it, but trust me. Yes. Vera Wang stopped by earlier for our final fitting. You know. I wouldn't fit in any dresses that she makes because all the sample sizes are too small. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, okay, so let's, uh, I think we should, like, maybe kind of wrap it up with our favorite reviews. All right. So, um, I picked, like, a general review here. Um, this is from Super Reader on Amazon. The guy in this is an ex-war hero and an excellent car thief, as well as being a crime-busting secret agent. A fair bit of the gone in 60 seconds thing going on here, except there is a lot of sex after the career of selling cars. Lots of okay done shagging here, and when that happens, like most of these sorts of books, the plot gets pretty light. Here there is one, though, with two women who get involved with the Steel Street crew and their grandfather, who is a paleontologist. Not many diamond smugglers would think of using a dig to smuggle stuff, but there you go. So What a vague review yeah so i i picked it because it was like the only one that was like real middle of the road and yeah. so i was like how did i was like i feel like you either love this book or you hate it right and i was like so. <laughs> i did like that she put in gone in 60 seconds because one of have you ever seen that movie yes but a With long Nicholas time Cage. ago because like the scene where him and angelina jolie are in the car and they're watching the other couple and waiting for them they're like you know, going through, like, the dance of the, you know, undressing and all this other stuff and, like, taking their time. And both of them are like, get it on, let's go, because they want to steal the car. Yeah. 
And then they talk about having sex in cars, if they like boosting cars or having sex better. And then she says, what about having sex in cars? And he's like, ooh. And then she like puts her legs around so the shifter's in between her legs. She's like, but how would you get over this shifter? And then they start making out. And I was like, I'm so turned on right now. I need to watch I this wanna... movie again. I yeah, forgot this movie. I need to watch so... it again. Oh, <laughs> you can borrow my copy because I have one. Um, it's like such a sexy scene. Yeah. Um, so I like that she used that, but the rest of you, I do not feel like gives me a good idea of whether it's a good book or a bad book or what happens really. Um, That's what I thought too. I I kind of felt like, I felt like this reader skimmed it okay, or whatever, because, and that's kind of what you get when you skim it or you skip to the good parts or whatever. And like, I I hardly, I don't ever want to complain about the sex in the book because at the end of the day, yes, I'm here for the romance, but really, what am I? I'm here for the sex. I'm here for the romance. You're here for the sex. I'm here for the sex. (laughs) I'm here for the, you know, I'm here for the heart, my heart going, oh, that's what I'm here for. And I'm here for the banging. The banging. Like, I like the romance because it, it like, uh, I like the, I like story with the sex. I don't like just, I Mm -hmm. I don't want to read a book that's just the sex. Um, But, (laughs) <laughs> but I definitely am not going to complain if there's a bunch of sex in a book. I think maybe one time I was like, okay, all right, enough, get to the next point. But that was like one, maybe one book of all time. Um, but uh, but I did I did feel that the um, the I thought the hiding the diamonds with dinosaur bones was a great idea. Yeah, who would ever look there? Like yeah, people, especially if you're if you are a customs agent, and you open up a box full of dinosaur bones. You're not good thinking someone's smuggling in diamonds with plaster. Yeah. yeah, and I don't want to touch old dinosaur bones. Yeah, I don't care how cool I think they are. So I would just be like, here, get it through, yeah. get it through, get it through. So I actually thought it was a great idea. I did not agree. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, this review I found from Jay gave it five stars on Goodreads, um, and she said. This is this is my kind of review. I just want you all to imagine that there's like a lot of capitalizations and punctuation. Holy moly. A story about a bunch of hot male car thieves turned secret agents with lots of big guns and monster muscle cars. They even name all their cars. Imagine that. A fast-paced story, always a plus. Hilarious dialogue, another plus. Hot love scenes, a must. Absolutely had a great time reading this. Miss Jansen even introduced us to characters for her future sequels. And I'm sure I'm going to enjoy reading all the future Seal Street books. Looking forward to Hawkins' stories next. He's the badass one. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I agree. <laughs> I concur. I concur wholeheartedly, Jay. <laughs> well played. Um, also, the comment on her review is, girl, you and your hotness, but hot with a H-A-W-T, hot. hotness. Hot. Babe, you are one hot lady. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think I understand that comment, but I also appreciate the comment. <laughs> She's hot. Hot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Cool, cool. I like that. Yeah. So that's kind of all we have for today, everyone. I want you to go and read this book. Um, hop over to the old website, and you can check out our links if you would like to read it on Kindle or get a book, a physical book shipped to you. Or as always, feel free to avail yourself of your public library system and see if they have the book there. Big fan of the public libraries. Um, We also have some book recommendations. If you liked this book or this author, go to the website to see. Um, But uh, Jane Ann Krenz recommended this book, and it's because she also writes books very similar. So if you want to read something similar, check out Jane Ann Krenz, who writes as Amanda Quick in the historical romance. Mm. Uh, I I love her as Amanda Quick. I don't really enjoy Jane Ann Krenz as much, 
but I love Amanda Quick. You also like historical romance. I, I love feel like it. better than you like. Yeah, it's it's purely type. it's purely a genre yeah. loving type thing. It's not because her books are are yeah. poorly written. Yeah. Uh, so Bridget, what did you think about the cover art? I actually liked it because it really got me in mind of like kind of like a James Bond espionage thriller situation. Um, and so I was I was like on board with with the messaging, you know. And he's like in between her legs that are spread. And so I was like, okay, this is we got some action. We got a gun. We got some danger. We got some sexy time. So, so I, I thought the cover art was appropriate. Like it tells you what you're going to expect in the book. I, however, didn't know if it was on purpose or not that it would look so dated. Like to me, it looks like an eighties cover. Like it was done in the eighties, like with the heels. <laughs> yeah. And his gun is even like a Magnum instead of being like a sniper rifle. Yeah. Or so that yeah. was my only thing is like when, before I knew what year it was made, it was made in 2005 it was it was released. Yeah. Um, before that, I thought, oh, this is definitely made in the 80s. Um, so that was my only thing with the cover art, but I did think it was spot on. Like, I knew what I was getting into. What about the hot pink lettering, though? Because I feel like that's not very 80s. Or maybe it is. I mean, in the 80s, I had hot pink, <laughs> this hot pink <laughs> skirt. <laughs> I really thought the font, for, the font for me reminded me of, like, the 80s or whatever. But um, but again, I don't think I have the best time references in, in my mind. Uh, I just thought, oh, this looks really dated. Um, but I did think it was, like, appropriate. And, like, the length of the skirt. It just the length, it yeah. reminded me. But she's also, like, a buttoned-up lady. She is. She is. But when you think of this length of skirt, you think of, like, the 80s businesswoman. Sure. You know, like, I yeah. don't know. That's what it looks like, especially because, like, everybody now I know who goes to, to work doesn't really dress like this yeah. anymore. And there's no color. So because it's, like, black and gray. Yeah. You don't get it. You don't get to see, like, what color she's wearing or what design. Design. Or, or maybe or those high heels are... A fun color, so they'd be more modern. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but um, but anyways, so but I did I did uh, think it was appropriate, and I kind of actually like the retro uh, look of it, uh, and I like that it says the mission, the mission, crazy hot. Yeah, you know, it's so, like ooh, ooh, this is, and good. it was crazy hot. It was crazy hot, and that's what, that's what I thought. I was like, if this book's not crazy hot, then I'm gonna feel really lied to, because <laughs> <laughs> that was the mission. <laughs> And they succeeded. They did. They succeeded. And that's all we have for you today, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We hope that you enjoyed a few of our tangents into the car, Martinelli's, and a few others. Uh, And as always, until next time, may your books be your lover and your hand your best friend. Dear listeners, we love making this podcast for you. So please, if you enjoy it, do us a solid and leave us a comment or a review and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at Romance at a Glance.